Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 312 of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. This is the podcast for product managers, product marketers, innovators, and entrepreneurs, and everyone who wants to have better, more successful products in the market. I'm Nils Davis, and in this episode, I answer a question I get all the time from product managers. asking me questions. I mean, and it's not just, they're not just asking me questions. There are questions that people ask about product management. I'm lucky to be a person that people do ask directly, but I also see questions that come up in some of the chat groups and things like that as well. This question, the one I'm going to talk about today, is it's from somebody actually chatted with me and somebody I've sort of gotten to know a little bit on one of the chat groups on the product management HQ Slack group, if you're familiar with that. Anyway, a guy on there, he asked me a question given that I have some background in tools, and now let's not delay any longer and get into the actual, what is the question that I'm going to answer tonight? The reality is people are always asking me, what's a good tool for product managers? Now, the reason that people keep asking this question is, there. of course, we work with folks that have good tools. We work with developers, typically. If you're a, if you're a software product manager, you work with developers who have some really good tools, many of which were built by the software developers themselves, although not the ones you're working with, but other ones who built tools for themselves and that your developers are now using. If you're actually building hardware types of things, your, your, your hardware engineers probably have very good tools. You might be working with marketing people who have some decent tools for certain parts of marketing. Pretty much everybody in the organization has some tools. We don't typically have tools. Our tools are typically Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, spreadsheets, and then we work in whatever bug tracking system our engineers are using. So for me, for example, that's Jira. I do use another tool called Confluence, which is a wiki. And so I can put some stuff into the wiki, but Confluence doesn't know anything about product management. It's just a general purpose wiki. So the question really is, are there good tools out there for product managers? And so I always have a little bit of an iconoclastic answer to this question. And the person that asked me this question uh, knows that because <laughs> he knows he knows my background. But I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've characterized as my selection criteria for a product management tool. Now, I have some background with product management tools. I was actually the product manager for a product manager tool for uh, seven years. Unfortunately, that company did not uh, succeed. The tool was pretty successful, but the company itself was unfortunately not successful through for a variety of reasons, which we don't have to get into. Well, primarily, they didn't pay attention to what the product managers or the product management tool recommended. They decided to do something else. Uh, that resulted in disaster, and the whole company went under, unfortunately. Unfortunately for all of us, because it was a really good tool, and I do miss it all, all the time uh, when I have to use the things that I have to use. If you go back to sort of my whole shtick around product management is that there's really three big fundamental things that we do as product managers. We go out and find market problems. And what does this mean? This means we find things that need, we find things that need solutions. We don't make up solutions from the whole cloth. We go out and find problems and we validate that those problems are worth solving, meaning that somebody will pay us money if we create a solution. And then we work with developers and other folks to create those solutions. And then we work with marketers and salespeople to make sure that the market knows that we have a solution, knows that our solution is a better choice than their other alternatives, and so that we can sell it and make money and make a lot of revenue. 
So that's fundamentally what we do as product managers. We have to find problems and validate that they're real problems. We then work with the developers to make solutions to the problems, and we have to take those solutions to market. Those are our fundamental roles. So if you think about those roles and think about what there are tools for doing out there, there's a lot of tools for creating and driving solutions to these problems once we find them. And so that's things like backlog management, prior, some amount of prioritization, those there's actually not too much prioritization in most of those tools, but basically any tools that help you manage the list of stories for creating a solution and manage the backlog and things like that and manage and create roadmaps maybe, all of those things that are involved in that process of, I found a problem that's worth solving, now let me go about working with development and other people to create the solution. So there's lots of tools for doing that solutioning part. There's also some tools that help with the going to market part. For example, there's tools that help marketing folks manage the marketing programs to some degree. There aren't actually too many tools that help with capturing things like the value proposition, which is, which is something that everybody needs to be able to express about this solution, right? The value proposition, of course, is for people that have a particular problem, we have a solution that does X, Y, Z, and here's why it's better than the competitors. That's roughly a way to think about the value proposition. And there aren't too many tools that help with things like cataloging all the objections and how to handle them. So, you know, when you're doing, when you're selling something, your sales people are going to be met with objections from the prospects. And so they need to know how to answer those objections. Now, the reality is that product managers often are the best people to answer those objections because we actually have talked to many customers. We know how our existing customers got around those objections or those problems that, that maybe a prospect is worried about. We can talk about success stories from the customers that not every salesperson necessarily knows, but often the product manager does know many of these success stories. So we're in a great position to create the documents that give salespeople the knowledge of how to answer these objections. But there's this other final step, or this first step really, which is finding and validating market problems. And there's very few tools out there that really do anything to address this. Um, this is where we're going out and talking to customers and prospects in the market. And we're trying to detect what I call the weak signal that indicates a problem that's worth solving. You know, there's a well-known phrase from pragmatic marketing called nihito. Nothing interesting happens in the office. And what that means is what they're trying to get you to do is get out to where your customers are, where your prospects are, and talk to them about what's going on with their, with their lives with respect to their job or whatever type of problem you're, you want to find and see if you can elicit some insights into the types of problems that they have. And there's all kinds of different ways to do this. You know, you've probably heard of the Intuit method of everybody get in, get in the van where everybody follows the customer home and they watch how they use the product and they notice problems in the actual usage and things like that. That's a pretty old story at this point. But there's all these different ways of going out and finding market problems and doing what's called uh, customer discovery or problem discovery or market discovery. Uh, Teresa Torres is another great writer on how to on a bunch of great techniques for doing this. So I'll, I'll link to a number of people that are good at that give give, give good descriptions about how to go out and do this. But the point is that this is something that we do, and what are the tools we have to help us manage that process? Well, the answer is we don't really have any tools for that. We have Microsoft Word. We might have Evernote. You know, for taking notes. But those tools don't know about what we need to do as product managers. And so I've come up with this sort of set of criteria that to me say, ah, if the tool does these things, then it's really a tool for product managers. 
the most important thing, and this is sort of the linchpin of the whole thing, is does it know about customers? Now, as product managers, and when I say customers, I mean people in the market. It might be prospects. It might, you know, the types of people that we're talking to in order to elicit these problems. Not customers who have actually bought our product per se, which is in the realm of Salesforce, but the type of people that we talk to in order to get insights into what our product could do, what it should do, things like that. So does the product know about customers? Does it know how to connect some request or enhancement or idea for a solution for a problem with a set of customers that might be interested in that, that I can then use for helping me prioritize, for example, or I can use for uh, doing some segmentation. So maybe I go out and I talk to a bunch of people in a bunch of different customers, and I find that a group of them have all asked for a particular feature, and I look at that group of customers that I've associated to that feature, and I notice, oh, these are all, all of these customers are in the financial space. So I'm going to make a hypothesis that a financial, our financial segment is interested in a solution to this problem, and maybe our other segments are. And then I can go out and test that hypothesis. I can do some validation. And if I find out that that problem is important to finance, and I decide that, oh, finance is a good segment for me to go after, I can then turn that into some marketing once I create that solution. In fact, even before I create the solution, I can go out to the, that segment and say, hey, look what we have coming up. We have a really great solution that we know you will really need because we validate that you have a problem because we've talked to a lot of folks. So does it know about customers? Does it do anything to help me mine the information that I gather from customers for insights? And the reason you have to do this is because, as I said, the information you're getting from customers is often in the form of what I call weak signals, meaning you're going to hear a little bit of the problem from one customer and you might hear another little bit of the problem from another customer. And you have to sort of combine these in some way to figure out if you've found a good problem. Because the reality is that most customers don't actually know what their challenge is, what their biggest challenge is. And they often may tell you something is their biggest challenge. It's not either not really their biggest challenge or actually already solved in some way or maybe not solvable by you. And so you need to find these other things that they're not necessarily noticing are problems, but they might make a little complaint about as they're talking to you. And if you tie those, a lot of those little complaints together from lots of different conversations, you can surface that weak signal, you can amplify it. And that's what you really want your tool to help you do. You want your tool to help you amplify that weak signal. And that's what I mean by mining these customer conversations for insight. And then finally, we know how to connect what we learn. You know, we found a problem. Now we've talked to the developers about creating a solution for that problem. We know how to connect the problem to the act of creating a solution, right? That's sort of well-known how to do. And I mean, the big problem that most product companies have is they start creating a solution before they validated a problem, and they may be solving a problem that isn't that important. And that's a big waste, of course, to do. But we're pretty good at creating solutions the, the big problem that we're the big problem for a lot of product companies is making sure that those solutions solve a meaningful problem. So that's why I want my tool to understand customers, help me gain insights from those customers. But then the third thing that I want them to, the tool to do is to help me tie what I learned from customers, which is both the investigation of the problem plus the stories around the problem that the customers are, are telling me, things like what they tried to do before to solve that problem and why that was not successful or, or satisf satisfactory. And what they, what, other, what they found out when they tried to use other competitors' tools to solve the problem and how that didn't work. 
or maybe it did work and I want to understand that or all these different things that the customers have told me and I want to be able to tie that back into not creating the solution per se, but going to market. Because when I go to market, I've got to do a bunch of things. Like I mentioned, I've got to do objection handling. And one of the things you're going to get objections about is, well, we're looking at this competitor. And so if you've talked to your customers effectively back in the first part, then you know some of the problems of that competitor and you can echo them back to the sales force and the sales force can then echo them back to the prospect. And so this is why I want my tool to not just know about helping me find problems, helping me understand customers, but also help me with how do I tell that story out in the market so that I can be successful selling my product. So those are my, my really my three big selection criteria. I have a couple of others in an article that I put a link to in the show notes there. But does it help me know about customers? Does it help me mine the conversations that I have with customers for insights so it's not just a static Word document, but something that has a little bit more knowledge about the fact that within this Word document are little snippets of information that are super valuable, particularly when tied in with other snippets of information? And then does it give me any structure for then making use of that for the go-to-market part? Each of these boxes is important. The most important one, though, is the problem. If you don't solve, if you're, if you don't solve an important problem, people won't buy your product. The second most important is go-to-market. You can, if you find a good problem, you can do a successful go-to-market and make money on your solution before you have your solution. Now, you do eventually probably have to have the solution if you want to make a, if you want your business to sort of grow over time. But you do not need a solution to sell. In fact, I've often used Kickstarter as an example of this. That's exactly what a Kickstarter is. If you're familiar with Kickstarter.com, what people are saying on kickstarter.com when they propose a project and try to get people to crowdfund it is they're saying we have discovered this problem where we have learned that there is this problem out there we are proposing to create a solution for it and if you pay us now we will send you the solution later that's exactly what a kickstarter is right and it illustrates that really that that hierarchy of importance from problem to go to market to solution that's the order of importance really I do have a few tools that I can suggest you check out that at least make a claim to address at least some of the selection criteria I just mentioned. One of them is Product Board. I am an advisor to Product Board, and so it's in my interest for you to buy it. I have a very teeny tiny amount of stock of stock in Product Board. Um, I do like the guys that run it. I've done, as I said, I've done some advising for them. They know where I'm coming from, and uh, they have done a lot to put this whole vision that I have into practice. So I think. I think Product Board is a, is a good choice to check out for sure if you're looking for PM tools, for product management tools. There's also NomNom, which I haven't really evaluated a, a little bit, and particularly when it first started, but they are also coming from that same place, which is that the insights into customer stuff is really important. And they've been doing pretty well. I, I don't follow them super closely, but it seems like they've done a pretty good job of getting a product out there to market. They've been around for now for uh, three or four years at least. And I think they are probably somebody worth looking at. And then Craft.io, another company that I've heard of. Uh, I can't vouch for them in any way. I haven't really tried the product yet, but they, again, have the right story. And there may be a few others. If I, if I find others, I will add them into the show notes as well. Those are three that I would check out if you're looking for a tool that, is, that actually understands the product management function outside of the creating the solution part of the function, meaning... You know, that's not just a backlog management tool or some way of sort of laying out roadmaps and things like that. That's important, 
But I think the finding the problems, in my opinion, is more important. So there you have it. My selection criteria for product management tools. The most important being, does it know about customers and the market? In other words, does the tool know about the stuff that we product managers have to do that no other tool is helping us with? Let me know what you think of these ideas by going to alltheresponsibility.com slash 312. You can leave me a voicemail or a written comment with your ideas, and you can also find useful links and other show notes. Don't forget I do a live video series on YouTube on Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. If you want to join me live, you can find the link there at alltheresponsibility.com slash YouTube. And please consider sharing this episode and the podcast as a whole with other product managers or marketers, other interested folks. You can click the like button on the episode or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And that all helps other folks discover the episode and the podcast. So until the next episode, this is Nels Davis signing off. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. We have ignition.